Welcome to another Truth Matters episode where we discuss all things truth from a biblical standpoint. I'm your host, Matt Franklin. friends and thanks again for tuning in to this special episode of Truth Matters podcast and I'm so excited to introduce to you this man that I'm about to introduce to you. He has impacted over a half a million lives. He's the co-founder of a life-changing organization called Break the Gray. He has made appearances in China, Russia, Canada, and the U.S. He has been on worldwide television and Christian Music's largest annual Winter Jam tour. He has toured with artists such as Building 429, Crowder, Red, New Song, Andy Mino, Passion, Hillsong Young and Free, and more. He's recorded seven albums, two EPs, and this man is so busy, I don't know how he sleeps. I believe he eats nails for breakfast. <laughs> but he's a long-term friend of mine and my wife, and without further ado, I want to introduce to you Mr. Billy Ballinger. How you doing, Billy? Hey, hey Billy. Oh, man, I'm doing so good. <laughs> good. I'm just a little bit jealous, though, because you're down south quite a bit. I'm sure it's warmer there than it is in Fort Wayne, Indiana, where I'm at right now. Probably so. It is a little cold. I've got the heater on here, and uh, so I'm, I'm, nice. I've got my socks on. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Thanks for taking the time to talk to us about your uh, life and what you're doing. Yes. And um, yes. so I wanted to ask you, um, I know a little bit about your past, and... Um, it's a pretty tough one. You've been through a lot of things, but I want you to share with um, the people that are listening today that don't know about you and what you've been through, a little bit about your testimony. Yeah, yeah. Again, I, first of all, I just want to say thank you and thank you for all your listeners that are tuning in and, and uh, knowing you guys, I know that uh, every single program you do um, just has a big heart of, of God behind it and uh really is an outreach to help people. So this is going to be a powerful opportunity for me. Um, you know, really, um, I am just want to say I'm very grateful, first of all, that that I get to live the life that I'm living now. Uh, and like everybody, I've got a story. Uh, mine started off, you know, uh, as a little boy, I was adopted at age three. Thank God for that. Um, my young teenage parents uh, just were really struggling. So uh, my aunt adopted me and I was raised in a in a good home and um you know by age by age 10 my adopted parents had got a divorce but thank god that same year i had accepted jesus christ into my heart but i didn't know nothing about the word of god i didn't know anything about spending any time really in the bible i wasn't very disciplined to do that plus it seemed boring to me (laughs) so but um but then really also for some reason that elementary years middle school high school it just seemed like everybody had it out for me i really struggled to make friends i really struggled to find community man in school i look back on that and i just give it to god because i'm like man that was just such a dark season in my life where i'm the type of a person that loves to have friends and loves people but 
you know, I moved from this school or this town to that town and this school to that school. And every time I'd get to a new school, I'd think, man, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to get a new set of friends and find some people that I can get along with. But it was, you know, I didn't realize until later that there was something spiritual going on, that there was a real attack against my identity. Right. Because my heart, again, like I said, is to be around people and fellowship and love people and, and have a have a big community. I'm not really the loner type of a person, but man, school was like that for me. And so I really struggled. So I was, I was bullied, bullied. I, it's one of the reasons why I have spoken on that subject, spoke on that subject to many, many schools around our nation mm. to help kids that go through it because I, I know what it feels like. But because of while trying to find my identity, man, I ended up finding myself in a situation where I started giving the bully some payback mm. and started fighting back, standing up and all for myself. But then it got to the point to where it got over the edge and I got really, I wasn't in the middle of the road. I went from one side and swung the pendulum way to the other side and I became the bully. Mm. And uh, in this process, I went to juvenile correctional facility for 15 months and that was because of running away. And, you know, when your adopted parents get a divorce, you've got step parents and then uh, they're trying to get along with you and you're trying to get along with them, you know, and then from there, uh, I ran away again to my grandparents and then, then I was put on probation for running away. School grades were, I mean, I think, uh, it was pretty consistent that my school grades was F, 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 and F <laughs> <laughs> constantly. And, and I couldn't focus, you know, and yeah. it just seemed like I tried to reach out to some people to help me focus, but there's just things I struggled with. And, it's just dark, dark time. Thank God I didn't take my life. I know a lot of people have done that or mm-hmm. attempted it, but thank God somebody somewhere must have been praying for me oh, because yes. maybe it was my grandmother or somebody was praying for me and didn't know the Lord had him praying for this kid in Indiana, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I want to back up for just a second real quick and just say that there are dreams that I know now, things that I realize now that God gives us all through our life. He'll give us glimpses of things and mm-hmm. desires to do things that that we just don't realize that that's not that's not just a daydream it could be a daydream but a lot of times man when you when you start thinking about dreaming about doing something and your heart just like is just really yearning to do that that could very well be a god thing that he's calling you to and i just want to exactly. make mention of one thing when i was seven years old in a little town in indiana called taylorsville indiana about three in the afternoon i can remember standing in my backyard behind my dad's garage with all my friends all three of them, <laughs> all three of my friends standing there, a little seven-year-old little boy looking at this big pile of wood that my dad had behind the garage. And I saw that pile of wood and I told my friends, I said, hey, guys, guess what? We're going to have a band and we're going to take that wood over there behind my dad's garage and we're going to build a stage. And then we're going to have a band and then we're going to get up on the stage and sing. And all the little girls are going to come watch us sing. <laughs> that was my, that was my, That's so, awesome. so this is when I'm seven, you know, and then we would started memorizing songs and, you know, basically I'd write the lyrics down of a song that somebody else had recorded and took it to school and told everybody that I wrote it, you know, yeah. just trying to, trying to be something, trying to be somebody. But then I let that kind of slide and only ventured into music as far as maybe junior high choir uh, and then when I was in juvenile corrections, I was in the choir. And every now and then, maybe in a, because I went to some Sunday schools as a kid, you know, and I can remember somebody noticing, well, you sing really good, you know. And then they, I remember when I was 12 years old, they had me in front of the whole church singing Amazing Grace, you know, just a pianist. And, and you know, things like that, but just little glimpses. But I was still struggling so much and to find my identity. 
And I think a lot of times, even in, even in religious circles, people don't realize that God really does have an individual identity for each one of us. Exactly. And we have to go back to him to find out what that is and ask him for his help. I didn't know to do that then. Ask him for his help, and he will help us walk out that plan and purpose or identity, whatever you want to call it, for our lives. And I believe that if we don't do that, we're not going to be fulfilled. And truly, down deep inside, we're going to be miserable. And, of course, some people take that too far, and then you end up in addictions and all kinds of things because everybody's searching for the purpose. Well, number one purpose is Jesus. Mm. Right. Obviously, that's where you're going to find the peace. But while you're searching after him, you're going to find your dream. And I didn't know that. Of course, I get out of juvenile corrections. I'd met a, I I'd met a girl in there who later became my girlfriend and later becomes my wife. And then by age 19, and she was 18, we get married. I'm sorry, let me say this. We get married at 17 and 18. We become parents at 17 and 18 mm. to our daughter, Mindy. And then by age 19, our house is raided by a SWAT team, fully dressed in black from head to toe, black ski mask, black 12-gauge pump shotgun. Bust in my house at two in the afternoon. Of all places to be arrested when a SWAT team raided my house, I was in the bathtub. Oh, <laughs> so, so I hear him coming in. I jump up out of that water and threw my pants on real quick. About the time I got my pants on, the bathroom door comes flying open and 12-gauge pump shotgun goes up against my head. And what had happened is, got in that situation is I was so desperate to find community, so desperate to find out who I was. And that rough, when I started becoming the bully, that rough kind of wild anything goes crowd i worked my way into that crowd and i found some what i thought was acceptance right Mm -hmm. and then my house became the party house and my house became the place where people wanted to be and then i the rumors started and i liked them i liked the 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 fake worldly glory Mm -hmm. of being this violent person who would hurt you you know because i'm looking at all that hurt i experienced you know as a kid and I'm thinking, this is it. This is it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling this, not realizing I'm killing myself, my wife, and my daughter. Mm. And they took custody of my daughter when they raided my home, and they should have. And um, eight months later, uh, my wife and I were sentenced to prison in Indiana. Uh, we received, uh, we were convicted on three D felonies each. First offense as an adult, they gave each one of us six years in prison. Mm. So to, to bring that up to speed, just to say this, uh, let me just say that at that moment, we really, I mean, a little bit before then, when we were waiting trial, we started reaching out to God. My wife started going to church and a couple ministered to us one day at a gas station and witnessed to us and invited us to church. We started going to church. This is right before going to trial. We go to trial. My, uh, we, we lift our hand one day in an altar call. I didn't go up. My wife did, you know. A couple weeks later, she gets baptized in water the night before we go to our jury trial at the courthouse. And then we go to the jury trial, get found guilty, thrown in jail, and then sent to prison. But, you know, God continued to send people across our path. And that couple that we met in the gas station, man, they just stayed with us the whole time, just kept ministering to us. And their parents ministered to us. And, and, um, and that's what happened. So when I went to prison, man, I, I totally threw my hands up, surrendered. I, I said, all right, I'm, I'm doing it your way. Yeah. I want my wife back. I want my daughter back. And I'm, think about that. I'm only 19. I'm 20 by then. So I'm 20 when I get sentenced. I'm a 20-year-old going, Jesus, I'll do whatever you want. Mm. I surrender. And I don't believe Jesus put me in prison. 
I believe my decisions put me there. Exactly. But he was there and he turned it around. Yes. And then guess what? I started hungering and thirsting after him. My wife did too. He would send other inmates across our paths. I could tell you so many miraculous stories that God did for us, but he gave us a hunger for his word. Mm. And then we stood on the word of God and the judge says, you're not going to get out early. But we kept standing on the word of God and thinking, Jesus, I can't see you, but I know you're real and I trust your word. You're going to get us out of here early. And he got us out of prison one year early. Wow. And we were released on prison. Uh, we were released from prison the same day. And, and less than two months later, after being released from prison, we were granted full custody of our daughter back. Wow. No strings attached. That's and bro, <laughs> I never returned to the party life, never returned to violence, never returned to none of those things because I, I wasn't in love with that anymore. I fell in love with someone, Jesus Christ. Yes. Exactly. That's so awesome. <laughs> that's so there so you have in a nutshell. <laughs> wow, that's so powerful. Yes. And you know, isn't that what he wants from all of us is, you know, you said you got to the point where you just said, okay, I'm done trying myself and I surrender everything to you. For sure. And that's the point he really wants to get us to. And sometimes uh, we are stubborn and (laughs) you see some people who have such a rough life and uh, they're running and they keep running and things get harder and harder and harder and they're just digging themselves a hole. Until one day they finally say, okay, I, I get it. <laughs> and for some yeah. some people it takes longer than others. But thank wow. God you found him. Uh, what age were you when you uh, gave your heart to God? Well, originally, like I said, when I was 10 years old, and that was a whole supernatural thing. But when I, you know, I came running back to him and yeah. returned home like the prodigal son, um, I was 20, 20 wow. years old. Wow. And uh, man, the next couple of years in prison were like a, like a cocoon, essentially, you know, that I was in because, and I'll tell you, I'll tell the listeners, this is really important. God is so loving. Oh my goodness. He understands the power of his word. He understands what will happen if you saturate your life in his word, even if you don't understand it. Because man, when I started reading the word, I was doing it because why? Because I wanted out of prison. Yeah. I was trying to figure out how to make my faith stronger to get the mountain of prison to move out of my way (laughs) and to get back with my wife. I was trying to figure that out. And somebody said, if you stay in the word, your faith will grow. So I did that. But my motive wasn't that I didn't love God, Mm. but my number one motive was because I wanted something. Right. But I want to tell everybody listening right now, hey, it's okay to want something. God made us to have desires and wants and wanted us. You're naturally, inherently, you're going to want to be free. That's true. Right. But in the process of trying to figure out how to get free, I fell in love with Jesus. That's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. Now, even though I, I know. And even though I fell in love with Jesus, I never resolved to the fact, I never, I never backed up to this point where I thought, okay, I'm in love with Jesus now. Nothing else matters. I'm going to go ahead and stay in prison. I knew he didn't want me in prison. Yeah. I believed he really wanted me back with my wife and back with my baby girl where a daddy could raise her, a mommy could raise her, and and we could live for him. And I'm telling you, that's exactly what he did for us. And he stepped in and and delivered us. And, And bro, I haven't had a drink of alcohol since 1988. That's awesome. Wow. That, that, that's a year after I was born, Billy. <laughs> Man, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That, but that is awesome. That, that is a that, true testimony. That really is. That is a testimony. Just a testimony of the power of God. And just like we've been talking, when you fully surrender yourself, 
just how he can take what looks to the fleshly eye looks like a mess and turn it into a message because oh, yeah. now right. look what look what all God has done through your life ever since that moment it seems like all the events that happened throughout your life has led you up to where you are now which um, yeah. we're going to talk about in just a second which is what God is doing in your life now which is awesome and I can't wait for the listeners to to hear yeah let's do that um, you told us about your past and uh, what uh, yeah. what you've been through what, what's God doing in your life right now well i mean over the next few years after we were released from prison you know we just got involved in our local church uh we went to work um started singing on a praise team started getting opportunities to preach and started getting some opportunities to go back into prisons and then by i think let me see probably three and a half three and a half years um out of prison we already our pastor sent us out to start a satellite church so we start pastoring an inner city church in Indianapolis. We did that for a couple of years. Then we felt like the Lord said, close that down. Then we went and um, we went on to do some work in prisons with prison fellowship. I don't know if you're familiar with that ministry. Uh, we, we became instructors for them and did that for a while. And then I felt like the Lord was really dealing with, dealing with me about music and recording music. So I went to this studio and started recording music and, um, and then we started ministering in in churches and things like that and just still traveling to prisons and share. But we really felt a real strong calling to share our testimony. Yeah. And then, gosh, I'd released my first album. And then within, within um, two years of that release, God opened the door for us to go on international, for, for myself to go on international television and, and share the gift that he had put within me with the entire world, um, you know as far as music goes and ministering. And then from there, the Lord led us to take our story to public schools around the country and then use evangelism. If students would come back to our, we would hold, let me just put it like this. We would tour sometimes as many as 12, I've done as many as 13 different school assemblies in four days, Wow. Monday through Thursday, and then hold, bring in major production and concert events into a high school or a middle school uh, at the end of the week and then invite these students from other schools to come out. They came in their own free will. Nobody ever pressured them to do so. And hundreds and hundreds and hundreds came to these yes. events where we would minister the gospel of Jesus Christ um, at the end of those event nights and say, hey, look, this is your opportunity to receive Jesus, the same one that changed our life. And of course, we were able to say, hey, look, the story that we shared with you at the school today, the way we got off drugs, the way we got our daughter back, the way our life got turned around, and now we have these opportunities to live out our dream, or these opportunities to live out our dream, or live out my dream since I was seven years old, yeah. you know, of being on that stage and having that band. If you want Jesus to make those dreams he's put in your heart come true, you need to surrender to him. Yeah. And just, it's just been amazing to see him work and change lives that way. So not only that, not only, I mean, the most important thing is somebody finding salvation in Jesus, right? Right. right. But what about the fact of people finding freedom to be able to say no to cutting, mm. to be able to find discipline to pray or find discipline enough to change their life and go a different direction? That only comes with God's help. Exactly. And and, and man, it was it was really cool because when we go into public schools, we never crossed the line to and during the day in a public school assembly, we've never crossed the line and shared the gospel, you know, in that situation in a public school. Um, but the anointing of Jesus or the presence of God was there because oh, he lives yes. on the inside of us and he would change lives in school assemblies. 
uh, we would get reports back where people they decided I just I, I want to change I want a different life what makes you different those kinds of things and then we we're able to tell them and and then I just want to share this real quick you know it's interesting I want to say to the listeners don't ever give up on your dream don't ever give up on that dream on the inside in 2017 I was really praying about do I continue on in music I had recorded uh, seven albums by then I had had some breaks where I did a lot of like you, you in my bio there you read about traveling and, and doing a lot of opportunities to minister music in Russia and China and multiple appearances on international television and all these things and um all these opportunities, but I started to pray, Lord, do you want me to continue in music? Now I will tell you, I didn't want to stop music. Yeah. It was just like one of those questions. Like I'm hoping he says, yes, continue. <laughs> <laughs> and I really felt like in my heart, cause I've never heard God speak like, yes, Billy do that. Or I've never heard in that audible voice, but you know, oh, right no. and wrong in your heart. Yes, you do. And that yeah. is the, that's God put that in there. And so I knew I would be empty as everything if I stopped mm. and so I just immediately said okay Lord find me the right producer in Jesus name yeah. find me the right producer to, to help us go where we need to go musically and that started a process of just within that year of meeting the right producer mm. of working on the next year and a half worth of music and, and making some connections which then got me to a position to where when an opportunity to go on the, the largest Christian tour in the nation, Winter Jam, has been accredited as, you know, yeah. holding, you know, some of the largest shows in our country. Um, and to be one of the, ten, to have the opportunity and to be given the opportunity in 2019 to, to be one of 10 bands on that tour um, was just a God move. You knew that, okay, God did that because there's, there's so many great bands and musicians and, you know, people, everybody's got their own story, you yeah, know, sure. but right. this was just a supernatural thing that I like to call the favor of God. You know, my wife, yes. uh, not only was I ministering, my wife was ministering. And, and before we went on winter jam, she had this, her story that the Lord had put on her heart that he wanted her to get out and to the public. And so, um, it was time to get the book done. So she finished her book just in time to go on the winter jam tour. <laughs> and, and that book, I mean, it's in the hands of so many people now and helping so many people across our country and even around the world um, just out of obedience. And so there's a if there's a gift on the inside, if you don't quit, don't give up, no matter how long you've been at it, no matter how, don't ever quit. Yes. That's, that is the key. Now, if you find out you were doing the wrong thing, then you can make an adjustment. But if it's not the wrong thing and it gets you up every morning and puts you to bed every night, don't quit. Yeah. No matter what the obstacle just look at the obstacle and say, you're not bigger than my God and say that every day or whenever it comes to you. And then look what happens. So now I'm in the middle of, in 2019, I recorded the new EP, getting ready for Winter Jam. And then now I, uh, you know, I just finished recording another new EP during the, the interesting year of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and now have um, uh, our first single has just went to radio. And so we are really, really excited about all the opportunities here. And I think part of the reason is, is because God is because God will keep his word that he's given you. Yeah. But also he wants to prove to other people that he will keep his word that he has given them. 
That's true. And, and you know, because your testimony, that is the most power. Your testimony wrapped around Jesus, obviously, yeah. is the most powerful message you will ever share. That's the truth. You're right. So true. powerful, so great. And you mentioned something that's uh, been sticking with me: obedience. Yeah, I was you know, just about to say that. When, um, when, when you get to the point where you say, "Okay, God, um, I'm I'm going to do this, even if it's uncomfortable." Yeah. Because a lot of times I, I've learned in just the few years that I've been saved that um, if it's something God wants you to do, a lot of times you don't feel comfortable doing it. <laughs> uh, uh, mm. This podcast is a great example of that. You know, I. I started this podcast and um, I didn't have a clue what what I was doing. I'm still learning, but I know God spoke to me and I said, "Okay, God, I'm going to do it. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it and yeah. and see where it goes." And and now I'm talking to you and you're sharing an awesome testimony that that's going to touch many more people's lives. And uh, you just you never know what God has in store until you just take that first step. That's true. You know. That's right. and, and, and he says in his word, he says that you draw nine to me, mm-hmm. then I'll draw nine to you. So he, he oh, requires really us good. to take that first step. We, we, we're a lot of times waiting on him, but he's waiting on us to make the first step. Yeah. So It reminds me of the story right. of Peter, just real quick. He didn't know. I mean, he had to have his full confidence and trust in Jesus. When Jesus told him to step out of that boat, I mean, obviously nobody walks on water. <laughs> so he right. had to have that full trust, that full confidence in Jesus that he was going to step out of that boat and he was going to walk on the water. Sure, he stepped out and he walked a few steps and then he got his eyes off Jesus. But where was Jesus? Mm-hmm. He was right there to pick him back up and say, I've got That's you. Right. Right. I've got you. And, and that right. was a new thing. No no one had ever walked on water. Yeah. Uh, no, no disciple had, right. had ever done. That was a new thing. Yes. And I believe that we have reached a pinnacle in this generation where God's going to begin to do a new thing through people. It's going to be a new ministry. Yep. It's going to be his ministry, but it's going to be in, in a new way, in a fresh way. And uh, because we're, we've got to reach the young people. That's and that's true. one thing that um, I believe that's on your heart, uh, Billy, and your wife, Jody, um, the youth, yes. you know, the next generation. Because if we lose our youth, we've, we've lost the future. That's, that's our true. future. Yeah. And um, that's, our, that's our church. That's our future church. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and, and if I can add this as well, it's something else that the Lord impressed upon me, uh, and, and Jody agrees with this as well, is that in that search for helping the youth and helping helping what what the Lord wants to do with the youth, we cannot forget that we have a host of people that are, they're not in their youth anymore, Mm. but they are filled with wisdom. Yes, yes. And there's no way that that youth is going to succeed unless that that gap is bridged. Mm -hmm. There has to be a bridging of that gap. Yes. And so I really, uh, somebody had spoke that over our ministry many, many years ago, and I really believe that the Lord is using us to bridge the gap between the younger generation and the older generation. That's awesome. Uh, there's, that. there's been too much of a separation there, yes. you know. Uh, and a perfect example of that is, is I don't know, you've been, you've been in a lot of services and church services and services, worship services and events and things where you see people do altar calls for youth, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I haven't seen too many altar calls for the elderly. <laughs> exactly. That's Good true. point. But there's still youth in those bodies. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. They're still and, and they're Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, and I think that they've even accepted the fact a lot of times that they have, they've even accepted that 
that, you know, well, you know, I'm, I'm washed up now. Mm. I don't have nothing else to add. And see, that's another thing. Here I am, married for 33 years. <clears throat> Jody and I have been together 34 years, uh, almost 35 years now. Two grown children, successful kids. Love. They both love God with all their heart. They've had challenges like everybody's had, but they yeah. kept going. Uh, I have five grandchildren uh, that, that believe that their nanny and their poppy, and they know for sure that their nanny and their poppy are not on drugs. Yes. They're not bound by addiction. Uh, we, now, we we have things that the Lord speaks to us about all the time, you know, like you, that we need to work through and things and attitude adjustments and how to treat one another and things. And it's growth in Christianity. But, man, look what God can do. Oh, yeah. And part of this is I feel a strong call. We got to share this testimony. Yeah. Because people need to know that God just doesn't pick and choose certain people out of the earth to bless. Right. He's blessed already all of his kids. It's just we have to learn to receive it yes. and walk in that calling and gifting. You may not be called to a stage. You may not be called to write a book. You may not be called to do a podcast. But you may just be called to be a, 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 a mom yeah. you know, or a teacher. But do it and do it well and do it for the glory of God. And it may be the desire that you have in your heart. So don't give up and don't quit because it's the ones that have that pit bull mentality. Yes. And you know, I, I've been in a fight with a pit bull before. Uh, truthfully, <laughs> that's another story. That's in, I think my wife put that in her book, but man, it, it is a, uh, they don't let go. Yeah. They don't let go what they got a hold of. And, you know, and so that, that's the kind of, force that you have to go for it. And my wife was like that. I mean, she had worked on her book for like 10 years or had it in her heart for 10 years. And then when it came time, she knew I got to get this thing done. She kicked it into high gear and God helped her and she did it. And she released a number one selling book. That's amazing. You know? So awesome. And so, and so it's just amazing. Don't give up. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and I think we're going to uh, maybe do an interview with your wife about yes. her book and her story. Um, in a in a upcoming podcast, so Definitely. that's going to be awesome. Uh, you better have three hours because she she, she just she's if you interview interview Jody, she's going to take over the conversation. That's okay. That's great. That's great. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, your your story. It's so powerful, and I know you've you just kind of briefed through that. You've got so much to tell uh, the world, and and I can see why you're doing what you're doing because so many people need to hear your testimony. Yes. And I, just one more thought I want to leave with the people. No one can share your testimony. Yeah. Only you can. That's true. And um, if you would, Billy, maybe there's someone listening to this podcast that heard your story and um, they're struggling with something. Is there some words of hope that you can share with uh, these people? And would you mind ending with a prayer when you're done with that? Yes. Um, if you're listening right now, one of the one of the most dangerous things is to is to also be deceived by the enemy when he speaks to your mind and says, well, what you're hearing today is for them. It's not for you. Yeah. But it is for you because I am you. Mm. you I, I am that same person, this kid from Indiana and, and my wife and, and, and what she struggled with and everybody's got them and everybody's got a story. So the steps that you need to take is just one really big step. And then after you take the big step, You'll, you'll know what to do next. And that is just a step to make sure that you just, just ask God, say, help, help me, God, in Jesus' name. Mm. And reach out to him and, and ask him for his help. 
And then he's going to direct you in your heart. You're going to know what to do, right or wrong. And he's going to empower you to do the right thing. And don't give up because when you ask, the Bible tells us that you also need to believe him, that you need to believe that he's going to answer you. It's true. And he will answer you. He will keep his word. He has to. Yeah. He's God and he's faithful. He's more faithful than any human being. The most faithful, true person that you know cannot even attain themselves to the level of faithfulness and truth that God is on. And you can count on him. So I want to pray for all those listening right now. And, and just, it's very, very important because there's power in prayer. There's power in the name of Jesus. And so I just pray right now in Jesus name over your life. If you've never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life, but you're being touched right now, um, there's something that's ministered to you. Something spoke to your heart and caused a light to come on on the inside. I just speak to you right now in the name of Jesus. And I just say, let go and let God have his way in your life and ask him to come into your heart. Ask him to come into your heart. Ask Jesus to be king in your life. And also, if you've been with God before, but you've been running away, you were like me, like the prodigal son. Well, the Bible teaches us that if you'll just come back, he'll welcome you like you were never gone. He'll have a celebration and a party, and God wants to have a big party with you today. So those of you that are listening, all you got to do is say, God, I believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he died on the cross for my sins. He was buried. And after three days, he was raised from the dead. I believe that Jesus is God. I believe Jesus is King. Say those things. He will hear you and he will answer and ask him into your heart in Jesus name. So good. So good. So good. I love it. So um, if you've listened to this podcast and you feel like God has changed your life, um, send us an email truthmatterswithmatt at gmail.com. Yeah. And also, it, if they want to connect with you, Billy, how, how do they connect with your ministry? You know, the easiest way for them to do that is just go to the website because on, on my website, there'll be links to anything and everything they need to know and all the information about what we're doing, where we're going, um, what music we have to offer. And so just send them to, um, they can just go to billyballinger.com. Ballinger is spelled B A L L. E-N-G-E-R. That's awesome. That's billyballinger.com. Awesome, awesome. So um, if, if God's touched your life, feel free to send me an email or connect with Billy. Let him know what God's done in your life, and uh, we want to hear from you. Yeah. And I just want to thank you once again, Billy, for taking the time to share your testimony with yes. us. And, uh, oh, it's a- it's been an honor, man. You guys do a great job. We it's always feel inspired after we talk to you, Billy. <laughs> You're a true visionary. Oh, I've definitely <laughs> felt God in this in this podcast. I know so that he's going to touch Thank some you. person's life yeah, through this. Yeah, for sure. And we'll be sure and link your website in the show notes. That'd be great. Yeah. Awesome. That'd be awesome. All righty. Love you guys. I love All you right. too, brother. Yeah, we love you too. Thank Thanks you. so much. Love you guys. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Folks, thank you for tuning in to this podcast. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your family and friends so that we can get the truth out. Have a great day.